This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Three out of our friendlies are down, or is it five? The secret behind closed doors. We don't know how many of these friendlies there have been, but we are two weeks to go two preseason friendlies to go before we play Bolton in the league, which is frankly the real quiz. Uh, this is the Blue Monday podcast. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast discussing Ipswich Town up or down since 2015. I'm Richard Wood and you're tuning into the flagship show available each week ish during the summer but certainly each week during this season available on podcast and video and joining me to chat signings to chat friendlies to chat unbearable heat probably my good friend Seb Brown Seb how are you I'm all right mate thank you for uh, for having me my first pre-season appearance of the uh, of the podcast so far looking to build some sharpness today getting ready for the the real event in two weeks time I had some, um, had some. What's the word I'm looking? I've said baked goods, but that doesn't sound. I had some fatty treats at Wimbledon yesterday, to, and that was my preseason training, getting ready for. And it was vegan as well, so I'm getting preseason training for Forest Green Rovers. We're going to drop the Forest Green Rovers clacks in a few times, I'm sure, during the show because we're both going there. And if we don't talk about it, it's not happening, is it, Seb? So we're excited <laughs> about that. We've, we had a question from Romeo in the Telegram group about which grounds are you most looking forward to? Is, is Forest Green on your list? Yeah, I'm, like you said, we're both going. It's new, isn't it? It's different with the whole different. vegan kind of culture there. So it's a, a new one to tick off. Uh, did, did the whole thing sell out within a couple of hours? It's going to be an amazing oh, following. Yeah. Hopefully sure. a hot day because yeah. didn't you get to get sun? We're uncovered, aren't we? So we want warmth but not blazing sun. So that's hopefully yeah, the hardcore. perfect. Yeah, All the, the perfect cool kids go for, standing. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it will be a uh, good following and uh, our second win of the season, hopefully. Yeah, well, we'll talk about Wimbledon in, in a bit. That was a good fun. I need to um, mention some people who um, came up and said hello and, and for once weren't insulting or nasty to me. Um, Chris, I think, was one of them. Tom was one, certainly. Liam, um, I was sat alongside. Uh, the, these two guys won't um, like me for doing this, but Sean Paul, um, Sean Paul, um, the, uh, for the women's game against Wimbledon um, from our Telegram group. I travelled down with Matt as well, Matt Makin, um, had a nice chat with Ross for the um, Kings of Anglia game day stuff. I saw Mark Detmer there as well, friend of the podcast. He was very um, happy and pleased to be there, um, which is great. And I, I even threw the ball back yesterday, Seb, 
um to i i kind of threw it towards christian walton but there you go so i kind of ticked lots of boxes i had a vegan sausage roll <laughs> met some great people we won matches we'll talk about that as well um and saw one of the three lines so what more do you want? Do you know, I've never, in, in, in 30 years of going to football, I've never thrown the ball. It's never even come close, I don't think. I've never never done it, never ticked that one off. I, I kind of feel like I need to, if it happens and I catch the ball, I will cl- I'll give it to you. Like, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll put my arm around your shoulder and go, here you go, lad, throw it back in. But <laughs> the, the pressure, you it's weird. The, you'll feel the pressure of, please don't throw it either, because... We're in that low standard Wimbledon. It's like, don't throw it against the top of the roof and it bounces down and hit you. Or don't throw it so it hits the back of the advertising holdings. Because, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to kind of, I was going to say, you don't want to be caught short. But there you go. That means it's it's like when you're, you know, when you're in a park and you're walking through and like a football comes over from a load of kids and you've got to kick <laughs> it back and you think to yourself, let's get this right. We don't want to suddenly shank this wide and everyone in the park is going to start laughing at you. Yeah, the, 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 the pressure is definitely on. You want to trap it first time, <laughs> nice kind of outside of the boot pass. Yeah. This is a niche reference, and you might know this, but um, a few others might need to look this up on YouTube. Um, Armando Iannucci did his own it's, it's, uh, sketch show. is kind of wrong. It's kind of it's, you know, it's the writer behind um, the day-to-day and all that kind of stuff, and I think involved in Brass Eye and certainly Partridge. Um, he did his own show in the 90s on channel four and he he did that he kind of talks about being a man in football and stuff like that there's two two sketches that are really good one is he goes into a pub and has a guy um on it um on a microphone and he has an earpiece in his um in his ear and he's feeding him information to talk about the match um and it goes all kinds of wrong i think i've screwed that one up actually i think everyone else has got an earpiece telling them what to say apart from him and he goes away 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 derby county go burkham you've got 10 legs yes use them <laughs> that kind of stuff um the other one is he's in the park and the ball goes towards him and he and he talks about the mild panic that ensues when and he that so youtube energy football there you go I'll, I'll tweet it later on i've spent far too much talking about that kind of stuff let's move on and talk about proper business seb let's talk about transfer business first and foremost marcus harness which we are definitely going to fall over in terms of two s's at the end of his first and surname um but he joined friday night for an undisclosed uh, fee with Joe Piggott going the other way on a season-long loan. Uh, a few bits and pieces about him. Born in Coventry, so automatically my favourite player in the squad. Um, started out in their youth system. Um, only 26, a good age, still to kind of find, you know, still before his peak, I'd, I'd say. Six foot, so physical presence. Um, folk might remember him scoring against us in the two undefeated at Fratton Park, I think under Paul Cook, probably, I think. That yeah, was, one of the behind it? closed doors in sort of March time, February time, wasn't it, I think? Yeah, Burton um, came through there, 68 appearances, five goals. Pompey, since 2019, 111 apps, 23 goals. Um, Seb, your thoughts on Harness and where he features, I guess? A, a good signing. Where, where he features, I guess, he's, he's a very versatile player. So Pompey mainly using down that right-hand side, didn't they, in the attacking right channel. Um, but he can play the number 10. He can play on the left coming in. I think if you hear, if you listen to McKenna's post-match yesterday, he briefly touches on him and he kind of says, you know, his versatility is a, a key a key attribute. He's a proven League One player. Was it 11 goals last season in the league and six assists? So, I mean, Christ, if you got that for us, he'd be our second top scorer and I think our joint assist maker as well. So, proven quality player. Um, I, I wasn't expecting us to, um, uh, to to strengthen that kind of position, I guess. I guess I kind of thought, you know, Wes Burns will make the right-hand side completely his own. But when you read into his versatility, understand where else he can play on the pitch, it kind of makes sense. Like you said, a good age, 26. So, I guess 
like the likes of Edmondson and, Chap- and Chaplin, they'll be thinking this is potentially one that could move through the divisions with us if it all goes well. And it sounds like we've, we've beaten off a little bit of interest from the championship. I think Blackburn and Swansea were linked with him. So again, it's encouraging that the, you know, the guys in charge, Ashton and, and the rest of them are able to sell this, this project idea, this kind of package idea that, you know, I know we're in League One now, but, you know, this is the journey we're going on. And it's great to see players of this caliber and this quality are, uh, are excited to join up and, and, and come in. So a- another great signing. I guess we'll touch on the elephant in the room of, of Bursant Selina and we'll come on to see if, if, if this puts that to bed um but you know adds quality adds goals adds flair adds excitement he's direct he's powerful he's quick everything that that we want to see on a football pitch yeah he's got a little bit of a a nasty edge to him as well not nasty is the strong word but he's not afraid to get in there stuck in as well which maybe we've lacked you know streetwise maybe yeah i mean you, you look at the signings of you know ball dominic ball in particular um maybe that's something that McKenna has addressed. I think we've, you know, we, I, I, we've talked about this many times, and we like to obviously pat ourselves on the back. But I remember, even the relegation season, um, the summer reviews that we tend to do. I remember Dave Diamond. I remember agreeing with him wholeheartedly. We need some, we needed some physical presence, certainly in the middle of the park. We needed um, players who are who are not afraid for a fight. And there, there have been times, and McKenna will have seen it against the likes of Morecambe. Um, and Cheltenham and uh, early in the season and all that kind of stuff and you know teams just don't want to play football against us so you yeah. sometimes you need to be up for a fight you need a bit of a plan b as well which we'll obviously um look into uh, yeah we'll talk about plan b maybe another time but I think Harness is is part of that but certainly a creative player and an exciting player and yeah and I, I guess we forget that Burns is you know one of your home nation lot isn't he your um, my bloody love Someone, someone you bloody love. Um, sorry, everyone in wow. Wales. <laughs> but um, potentially is going to be missing for, if, if I think the World Cup scores are something like 28, 29 players now, aren't they? I think, 20, 26, yeah. It's been extended to 26. So when it was 23, I didn't think he'd get in. 26, I guess all it takes is one injury and he will be off for sort of six weeks of the season. It'll be mid-November. Well, I'll start of November to mid December or something, I can't remember the exact World Cup date. So he will obviously be a, a, a massive loss. And it looks like we're looking to to mitigate that eventuality. And Burns has also been injured. Do you remember, you know, I joked in the in the season review, Burns potentially lost Paul Cookie's job. Yeah. You know, um, that's how important he was for us. So if McKenna and Ashton want two players notionally for every position, then you kind of think, well, until Harness was in the, through the door, who's going to, if Burns is out, he's playing the right wing position or right wing back position you know absolutely yeah and we, and we and we also saw didn't we towards the end of the season some sides would start to double up on burns to sort of you know uh negate his his effectiveness and stuff so i guess all we've got now is a, a an extra weapon in the locker they spoke about carl edwards you know i know he didn't play the last couple of games he's been injured but they spoke about him training up as a as a right wing back and now you've got harness who can do the job slightly further forward because let's be honest in a, in, a, in an attacking position wes burns is an out and out winger isn't he? he's not really a fullback he's an out and out uh out and out forward so at least we have these options now whereby if somebody is doubling up on burns and he's he can't really you know do, do work as he normally works we've finally got people who can come in and hopefully look to make a difference especially with the addition of, of five subs this year Exactly right. Um, Seb, why 11pm? <laughs> we were debating this yesterday at the, at the Wimbledon game. No one's got a good answer. What's your theory? 
absolutely no idea. All I can think was, was it maybe going to leak somewhere? It was one of the local Portsmouth journos about to, uh, to, 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 to leak it in the, and they felt they had to get it out. There's no other logic. I mean, most of most people were sort of getting ready to go to bed and stuff, you know, and the admin suddenly pops up saying, everyone stay awake and Twitter melts down thinking that Selena's going to join, etc. cetera. <laughs> um, but the, uh, yeah, no logic whatsoever. I can understand why they wanted it to be an, a double announcement because Pompey kind of buried the transfer out in the Joe Piggott story, didn't they? And said, uh, oh, we've signed Joe Piggott. Oh, by the way, one of our best players has, <laughs> has left a divisional rival, which the, the Pompey fans didn't take very well, did they? But um, I've got no idea why it was 11, but it was a little bit of excitement on a, on a Saturday night. That it Friday. was on a Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, interesting one there. Um, and I, yeah, it's interesting you talk about journos possibly leaking it. It was mentioned, I think, forget the guy's name, but it certainly did the rounds in our Telegram group and on Twitter. Um, uh, National Journal was mentioning Barnsley as well, I think, in Link with Harris. But uh, yeah, the re- reaction from the Pompey fans was interesting. My favourite one was someone posting a clip from the in-between as well, Will. Will isn't particularly nice. I can't remember the context of that clip, but it was, what the f- are you doing? Let's talk about Joe Piggott. Um, our friends at Kings of Anglia, particularly Andy and Stu, been talking about the potential for Piggott's departure for a couple of weeks now, and and they, I think, were mentioning the season-long loan thing. What's your thoughts on that one? Well, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? A season-long loan, because with his wages, he was always going to be difficult to shift. He just doesn't fit in, does he, with what McKenna wants? You know, we've seen from the signings this summer of Ladapo and Tyrese John Jules and him bringing Caden Jackson back into the fold that McKenna clearly likes, an athletic, pacey striker who can run the channels, stretch the play, press from the front, and that that simply isn't Piggott's game. You know, he had some off-field personal issues that, that probably contributed to, to last season, but he, he wouldn't have played anywhere near how he wanted what we would have wanted to have done. I guess potentially are we covering the majority of his wages to help push through the, the harness deal? Maybe uh, we can only speculate as to that, but hopefully he'll go there and do us a bit of a favour and score some crucial goals against our our rivals. Obviously, he can't play against us, which is good. Hopefully, he can take some points off our rivals and and get himself back up and running again. Because you know, when we signed him last year, I think we were all pretty much in in unison that he was going to be the main guy, the twenty goal a season striker to fire us up, and it it never worked for him, did it? And as long as McKenna is here, which hopefully is going to be for the foreseeable, I can't see how he fits in. So best case for him, he goes there, scores himself 15, 20 goals this season, helps us by taking some points off our rivals and then gets himself a move there next year, hopefully. Yep. Fingers crossed for him. It'll be good to see him kick his career back into gear, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, a disappointing one for him last time out. And, you know, who knows what happens at Portsmouth, right? And 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 if he does well there, then there's a fee, isn't there? Because he's a three-year contract, isn't he? So yeah, even if we you know, fingers crossed. I mean, there's going to be a lot of finger crossing and a lot of hypotheticals talking about the P word. Um, But if it does happen, then you want to get money for him, don't you, next summer? Because he's certainly not, I don't think any of us would expect him to feature in a championship squad, would they? So um, all the best to him. Uh, In terms of bits and pieces left to go, Seb, are you still looking for more bodies? That's the wrong phrase, isn't it? It's always a weird one, bodies, because you kind of think it's something else personnel personnel any more transfers acquisitions that you think we need to make i think so yeah we still need a left back although greg lee seems to impress me i knew they yesterday were coming to wimbledon but he's he's impressing me he looks a bit of an athlete and he's got something about him so i've got no issues with him starting i mean leaf davis started for leeds didn't he on their pre-season tour last night was it or yesterday um because they've got an injury to their regular left back so if that one gets done it's not going to be anytime soon we're probably looking at end of the window for that um i still think we need uh, a striker um you know the, the the main the marquee guy the number nine to come in 
be that Hurst or, or, or whatever. I think we definitely need a striker up top, and I still think we need an attacking midfield. I know we've got Chaplin and we've got uh, Aluko, um, and, and Harness can kind of play there, but I, I expect to see those three positions filled, a striker, central attacking midfielder, and, um, and the left-back. Or the left wing back, rather. We'll talk about the le- we'll talk about uh, Lee in relation to Wimbledon in a bit because I was impressed with him, mm. and I do feel sorry for him that he's kind of notionally brought in and as and then probably assumes not unreasonably that he's going to be the first choice left back, left wing back, and then the links with Davy start and um, one million pound fees have talked about. I kind of think if you want to spend a million quid. Does it really need to be on a, a left wing back in League One? I personally, I don't know, I know people like when we flash the cash and we make kind of statement signings. Um, I just think Penny's okay. I think probably if, um, and we know about Lee's injury history, which has been a challenge for him. If Penny was to be the backup choice, I think that's a question mark for me, but I'm okay with Lee as our starting left wing back. That makes me think, why not try and get someone a little bit a little bit of an improvement on penny either on loan or a kind of a small fee for a league 2 player rather than chucking seven figures uh, a player who would who, I, I know that we've done this quite a lot of recruitment last summer so where we signed players kind of who would be looking to get into championship squads but bought into the project p word another p word at ipswich and we probably were quite quite competitive with wages. Is do we need to do that every time? But but part of it as well, like Harness, like Edmondson, I guess like Harper was meant to be. You want to have those bodies who can take you through the divisions as well, bodies. don't you? So, uh, sorry, personnel that can get you through the divisions. I mean, if we were hopefully, fingers crossed, like you say, to go up this summer, then you're going to want a basis, a core of what five, six players in that team who you feel could make the step up. Obviously, for me, Penny wouldn't do it in the championship. Uh, Lee is a bit of unknown quantity. We, we, we simply don't know. So I guess if you can get somebody of that potential ability for a million quid, which is still relatively small change, you know, if you can get somebody in now, look to develop them for a year, then for starters, firstly, you've got a ready-made left wing back slash left back ready to go when you make the step up, hopefully this time next year. And also you've got that development piece as Ashton would call it where you know you can have him a year in the championship and then sell him for five million quid back to the Premier League you know if you need to so I I think it's a bit of long-term kind of planning as well I understand what you're saying there are probably other areas where a million quid would would go further and have more impact on the team but I think when you look at the whole you're looking at the whole pie (laughs) you know I think when you look at that kind of stuff then then potentially it does make sense good pie quite love that one who's the bits in the pie no it's a really good point in terms of the developmental thing. I guess the risk is we we, we don't go up and it's a lot of money, isn't it? But I, I've now played out the the other P word and the the, the non P word. So um, let's, let's stop talking about promotion and non promotion. It's a fair point, nevertheless. We'll see on that one. In terms of attacking midfielders, we need to mention the C words, not that one. Uh, <laughs> Selena, Seb. Uh, this is starting to bore me. I don't want to start muting words and muting accounts on twitter but i'm getting really close is, do you think harness kind of spells the end of the the links with selena or uh, like me do you think that the 31st of is there 31 days in August? bloody hell it's the first, whatever it's the first transfer September, isn't it yeah transfer deadline day is there going to be a sneaky season-long loan for selena 
that might be the get out option for all parties. We don't know what's gone on. You know, there's been so much Twitter speculation and Stu and Andy have written uh, feature pieces about it and stuff. It, it seems it was very close and somehow goalposts, et cetera, were moved. At what end, we don't really know. Um, he's a quality player. I would sign him up. I know people will argue and say only six goals and six assists last year, but he came in with no preseason. He came in with a heart condition. Then he got COVID, et cetera. So, you know, for, for, for me, he's a quality player. If you can get the deal done, do it but we might have to be a bit patient on this one. And it, it might well be that he gets into the, the window and, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a game of bluffing, you know, it's suddenly Dijon will think, hang on a minute, we can't pay his wages. We've got five hours to go on the transfer deadline window. Let's get him loaned out Panic. again with it. So it's covering the um, uh, half or majority of the wages and stick an option there that if we go up, we buy him for a nominal fee or whatever. So it, it will rumble and rumble. Um, he can't sign for any other, UK club can he because of the work permit issue whereas ours is an extension of his existing previous work permit just one for all you football manager nerds out there who like me can never sign him after year one but but the likes of Turkey appears to be on the table and stuff but you know you'd like to think the affinity he's got with the club um will we'll, we'll sway in our favour and, you know, sunny Suffolk is nicer than, than sunny Turkey, I'm sure. Um, but hopefully it'll, it'll get done, but we're going to have to be patient on this one. And part of me just wants him to sign for somebody so it's over because it is getting a bit tedious, isn't it? Every logging onto Twitter all the time. I, I don't really use Twitter that much anymore because of our Telegram group. I tend to, tend to go in there more, but every time you log onto Twitter and, you know, you've got people arguing about it and saying he's coming, he's not coming, blah, blah. It is getting a little bit repetitive and a little bit dull, isn't it? It is. I think we've said all we need to say on that one. We shall wait and see. In, in terms of outgoings, we've got we pinged a very early question to our the folks over on Telegram. Just this is a bit of an impromptu podcast, but we've got plenty to talk about, haven't we? Um, Dan Connors has asked about um, seeing most of the incomings now. Who needs to leave in terms of loan or permanent? In terms of balancing the squad, Seb, or is just kind of surplus to requirements now based on the recruitment? Well, I guess one of Harper or El Mazzuni should probably go out on loan. We've got our three central midfielders in Ball, Morsey and Evans. And I guess those two are kind of fighting to be the backup, aren't they? Um, I guess given the fact that he was out on loan last year, maybe you keep Harper in the building so that McKenna can look at him and see what he can offer, um, be it in a, in a central midfield position or maybe slightly further forward as a number 10, which is where Cook ended up using him towards the end of his tenure. And let El Mazzuni go out and play for you know a season. Let him, he's, only, is he, he's only 21, we forget. He is still very you know, relatively young. Let him go out and play like Endaba did last year, you know, 40, 35, 40 games. And um, and we can kind of see what he can do. So maybe one of those to to depart. But apart from that, it's pretty much done. I thought Clacky would have gone by now because I think I, I, I kind of figured he would want to play football. That could still be one that happens if somebody comes in for him, and we just go out and get ourselves a probably an experienced, freebie. yeah, freebie experienced kind of mid thirties <laughs> an experienced goalkeeper who's happy to play the old Carling Cup game or Pizza Cup game and sit on the the bench for all the league fixtures and 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 that might be one that gets done towards the end of the window. But in terms of outgoings, I can't see that many more in all honesty. Not now that Piggott's gone and and do we mention Baggett on the podcast yet? Obviously, Baggett's yeah, gone. Yeah, I think that, Yeah, Norwood that's joined a, Barnsley for a year, didn't he? Yeah, yeah that's going to be fun. At the end of August, isn't it? It's the twenty seventh. They're coming back, isn't it? So that's going to be fun. So yeah, expect yeah. expect some proper s housery and. Um, yeah, try not to react too much if you're in the crowd because it'll just he wind him up even more. Definitely do that, I think. Oh, 100%. Yeah, the the shish, stand, or it'll stand in front of them and, and cup the ears. Cup the ears. Yeah. Jeff Horsfield, don't he? Yeah, we need, in terms of your, your signing targets, goalkeeper, we need a modern day Lee Bracey, don't we? That's who, that's who yeah. we need, uh, Mike Salmon. Uh, Chris asks Cameron Humphreys, keep or loan out? Uh, it sounds like he's going to be kept. You know, he's. he's 
got praised by McKenna yesterday after the, the Palace game. And I guess he offers a bit of versatility. He can play as the number eight, kind of as the number 10, or even maybe as a wing back in an emergency situation. So the first half of the season, you've got all these pizza cup games. There's what going to be three of those maybe a couple of, of Carabao Cup games. You've got the FA Cup games. So there's a, a chance for him to get a few a few decent runouts. And then maybe as it goes to, to January, maybe you loan him out for the second half of the season as those kind of games dissipate and aren't on the radar anymore. But I think he'll be kept around in the building, certainly for the first half of the season. And fully deserved because he, he, you know, he's been looking really, really good in preseason. And another Chris, Chris Rand, five subs allowed from seven this season. Uh, will this give us a advantage to... Uh, wait, let me read this in for serious advantage to a small handful of teams, including including ourselves. Do you think McKenna will really push this tactically? Usually starting one or more players in large that they'll only play 40 to 60 minutes. Might we even start to see first half subs more often? Well, you, you still only get three windows, don't you? You get three windows yeah. to make the subs. And I think half time is included as well. So um, I'm not sure about first half subs, but I think McKenna's comments yesterday were quite telling when he was asked about sending the two different, you know, how did he decide on the split for Wimbledon and Palace? And he kind of said, I don't, I don't see a, a strong first 11. I want, you know, a whole squad ready to go. And I guess that shows his kind of mindset and his mentality. And let's be honest, if we're trying to break down a side with, Burns, Chaplin, and Aluko, and then you get 60 minutes and we haven't done it, then you can bring on the likes of Harness, Jackson, Carl Edwards. You know, the, the options are, are incredible. And the kind of pace and power we can bring off the bench against tiring legs, in theory, should be a, a massive, massive advantage for us. Um, and hopefully one that we'll use very sensibly. But his comments to me yesterday just made me think he, he's not really focusing on a on a you know a definitive 11 he will be making changes fairly regularly and i think we might well see you know players start for 60 minutes and if it's not working then we might just see a triple change at the 60 minute mark and inject some fresh pace and all that kind of stuff to try and turn the tide enough over yeah and horses for courses a little bit in terms of the yeah. team selection you know we've got different types of players different players for different needs seb that's what we've got now uh, jack asks us um are we lighting the center mid um, positions if El Mazzini, I mean, you mentioned El Mazzini going out if he goes out what's your thoughts on that I mean but you've still got senior. Harper and you, yeah you've got yeah. the three senior you've got Ball Evans and Morsey are the three senior ones and I guess it'll be one of them alongside Morsey until Morsey kicks somebody and gets suspended for a couple of games then you've got Harper as the backup you've got Humphreys who can slot in there um, you've got a couple of kids from the academy who could come in if need be so I think loaning El Mazzuni out would be good for his development. I don't think it would hurt us that much given the other players that could kind of slot in there if needed. I and when wonder, Selena rejoins, don't forget he can play central midfield. When Selena well, so. rejoins. So uh, he can play there as well, like he did away at Fleetwood, I think it was. So then you've got another option there, see? When I come to clipping up the kind of key quote for the this week's pod and post it on our socials, that will be the clip that I just add no context when Selena rejoins. Love that. And so the there's your in the no guy right here folks Seb Brands on the inside track I uh, theory I don't think Elmers will move on because I think I mean Wimbledon he seemed to play five different positions throughout the game I think he's got versatility that McKenna will value and I think he's a really excellent bet bench option to kind of Chris Rand's point I think this brings someone like Elmersini a real opportunity you know he's not going to get starting minutes necessarily unless there's injuries but he can come on, I think, yes, yeah, against women. He played left wing back, right wing back, midfield, attacking midfields. So I think Ilmazine's got a real shot of being a backup player who's going to get a lot of minutes, actually, just by being versatile. And, 
he's one of our own as well. He's, I think he showed real determination. He could have you know, dropped off the radar a little bit. You know, look at, dare I say, Armando Dobra is yeah. now at Chesterfield. He's had a really, admittedly, a really disappointing loan spell at Cole U, but it's kind of disappeared off the radar, having been the next big thing. And Mazzini's just plugged away, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, he's had his loan spells too, but I wonder whether he's going to, yeah, have a shot. So, so would you we'll loan see. out Humphreys and Harper then to ensure yeah, there's not I, too much I'm, traffic? Well, should we talk about Palace? Because Jack's got some questions about um, individuals and, and their performances against those teams. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Harper played against Palace. Let me put the teams up from the Palace friendly on Saturday morning. And here you go. Hladke, Danassi and Edmondson and Darber, Penny, Burns Ball, Burns Ball, Harper, Humphreys, Aluko and Jackson. Um, Harper there in the central midfield. Uh, what was your take on this one? So if you've watched the highlights on this one and yeah, 4-2 win, though the two goals for us maybe came towards the end when Palace had kind of checked out a little bit. What's your what's your take on this and any key personnel that stuck out in terms of good or bad? Well, I was surprised at the at the, at the strength of, of both sides, really, both the Ipswich side and the, and the Palace side. I kind of thought with their main party being on tour in Australia or wherever it is, um, I thought they'd be playing mainly kids and we would therefore match it with maybe a couple of the fringe players. I thought the likes of Kladke and Harper might well come in to, to give them some game time and stuff. So I was quite surprised when I saw the the lineup, but I guess that shows the, the quality of our, you know, of our squad. And yeah, I mean... <laughs> We've got to remember we're playing against, you know, like West Ham, we're playing against proper Premier League kind of players here. You know, the likes of uh, of Benteke and stuff and Decore, they're, you know, they're, they're going to be 
Palace are probably going to finish what between tenth and fifteenth in the league in the in the Premier League, and these guys are, are just a, an absolute cut above. I've seen some stuff online, you know, people saying about you know Indarva's being shown up today and he's not doing great, etc. But you know, preseason is about that for one. It's about making mistakes and stuff, and it's also important that remember who we're playing against. You know, we're not playing against Needham Market anymore. We, we, there's no chance we're going to come up in League One against anybody of the caliber of Wilfred Zaha or, or Benteke or anybody. You know, so I think that needs to be remembered as well. Um, reverted back to the three at the back. Obviously, we'd seen, was it the Arsenal game and the Needham Market game, a slight change, but I guess now we're getting properly through the um, properly through the fixtures. We're reverting back to the normal three at the back kind of system. Strong team, like I said, Aluko and, and Humphreys is the number 10 behind behind Jackson. And yeah, some of the defending wasn't great, but you know the quality we're playing against does need to be taken into, into account. And I kind of like McKenna's comments afterwards saying he knew some players would get stretched against Palace and therefore wanted to kind of see what they can do and, and Humphreys Freeze came in for a bit of praise after the game and Aluko's goal is lovely. If you've seen the highlights, his goal is really, really nice. He kind of opens up his body and runs onto a shot on the outside of the area and left foot properly into the the top corner. A goal from a set piece as well. You know, Aluko swings a ball in left-footed and Dominic Ball, albeit unmarked. And I think that was after Palace made quite a few subs with uh, more inexperienced players, should we say. But he managed to get a decent head on the ball. And, and, and yeah, there are a couple of bright moments. And it's a, it's, it is what it is. It's a useful run out to get some minutes in the, in, in the tank against quality opposition. And, um, and, and yeah, I, I, I'm not seeing it as a, a, as a disaster or players being schooled, et cetera, that I saw on some of, the, uh, some of the social media channels and stuff last night. You mentioned the calibre of opposition. Is this, in terms of the schedule, and it should come as no surprise because we know all about Kieran McKenna and his backroom team, I can't recall as competitive a preseason schedule in recent memory. Is is that your reflection too, Zeb? Very much so. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we saw under Mick, we would always go to Ireland to the same hotel, country spa thing, and play a few local teams. And Lambert, okay, I guess under um, under COVID rules, they couldn't really travel far. We played Spurs a couple of times, but normally it's the same things, isn't it? It's normally a you know a few lower league teams, Cole U. Uh, at some point thrown in there before the season starts and maybe you might get a marquee game against the likes of maybe West Ham down the road but but this time it certainly seems to be a step up and I, and I quite like the way they've done it in a certain order so we've had Arsenal, Palace, West Ham, Palace in sort of the middle of the programme and now we're going to go into we've had Wimbledon then we're going into Millwall and then South End so you know I like the way they've done that in, in trying to yeah trying to kind of boost confidence and, and do the really hard stuff in the middle of the preseason programme when you're really looking to build those fitnesses before hopefully building you know some 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 decent performances like we'll come on to with the Wimbledon game before the real stuff starts uh, in two weeks time or wherever it is um but it certainly is it's by far the most competitive pre-season I can remember even even back in the you know the Premier League days and the days we were fighting out at the top of the championship it was never I remember playing Newcastle once under you know for Dale Roberts testimonial and West Ham is a fairly regular fixture but but to play three Premier League sides, strong Premier League sides as well. I mean, that Arsenal side, you could see them putting out one weekend in the Premier League, couldn't you? The, the, certainly the first half side. Yesterday, I was surprised at how strong the lineup was. West Ham was okay, a half and half, but you're still talking the likes of Mikel Antonio, etc. You know, so yeah, it's 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 a really important thing, and that shows again McKenna's experience and quality. You know, he's come from Man United and, and, and Tottenham. They don't mess around with preseason tours, do they? I mean, Man United played Liverpool a couple of nights ago in in the Far East or whatever. I understand they're mainly commercial deals but you're still testing yourself against both rivals and you know top quality opposition and um it just shows again and it, it reaffirms my belief that McKenna is just you know so switched on so yeah he's, he's so 
so clever and uh, and preparing so well as opposed to the normal comments we got a few years ago where I don't care about preseason, I don't care about the results, it means nothing, blah blah blah. Yeah, I uh, I'm interested. Yeah, I mean South End is the last fixture as well. Mm-hmm. It's, I admit it, it's a Tuesday night, but it's it's a Tuesday night before the season starts on the, on the Saturday. It's a it's a team that we would be expected to beat, and part of me thinks it's it's a team where. You know, I think someone asked us in the, whether you expect McKenna to show his hand and you get the kind of the the notional starting eleven will be. I don't think. I think we're agreeing that there isn't a real. There's probably a spine, isn't there? But yeah. there isn't a a consistent eleven that's always going to be picked. Um, but South Southend, you win three or four, hopefully even more. That builds confidence. Having, you know, in terms of physical and tactical stress of playing against better teams let's be honest Premier League teams you then get into right we now know the standard that we need to be aspiring to we know where we need to be Wimbledon yesterday we'll talk about that in a sec was an utterly dominant performance so that in terms of proof of concept and proof of McKenna's messages and and instructions landing I think Wimbledon is a great endorsement of that Millwall kind of confirms it against a team that you know let's be honest we aspire to be beating yep. in the in the ne- in the near future so that kind of reinforces everything that he said. And then Southampton is right. Now prove it, you know, now batter someone, you know, because that's moving on to Wimbledon. That was my takeaway from yesterday. Apart from just completely bossing possession, uh, Walton had very little to do. And, and even when, you know, there were balls over the top, Walton was dashing out to sort it out, playing calm passes as he started to do towards the latter end of last season. It, it was a really impressive performance from um, the other half of the squad. Let's put the team up here. Walton, Go, Mazzini, Wolfenden, Burgess, Vincent Young, Evans, Morsey, Lee, Chaplin, John Jules, and Ladapo. Uh, and I, th- and I, we would expect uh, to turn up to Wimbledon, who have been relegated. A little bit of a redig there. Johnny Jackson's gone in, a few new signings and so on. But this is the kind of team that you would expect to beat 3-0, right? Absolutely. Yeah, this is more the traditional kind of preseason friendly where, you know, you want to see some good goals and some patterns of play and some experience. And it sounds like, like you said, a completely dominant performance. You were there. Was El Mazzuni the right-sided centre-back or was it Vincent Young and El Mazzuni was the right wing-back or did it change throughout the game? El Mazzuni was, I think, the right centre-back. It was kind of the okay. three-slash-four situation that we've seen. El Mazzuni kind of floated for me. Okay. As I said, one time, he, one time he was on the left-hand side of the defence and then the right then marauded kind of forwards. He was a bit of a fluter okay. yesterday, but I think notionally right side. Vincent Young definitely pushed forward. Okay. Um, in terms of the players that stuck out for me, um, I, it's the first time I've seen Greg Lee, really impressed with him, real physical presence, direct running, always gets his cross in, and his crosses generally get somewhere useful in the penalty area. It's not always that you're going to cross and someone will be there, but, you know, We've seen crossing from other players that leaves a lot to be desired. And Lee was delivering crosses yesterday. There was a lovely one where he received kind of a long cross diagonal from, I think, from Evans, who was just spraying those all day yesterday. And he he hit it first time. It was kind of a cross slash shot. I think it was meant as a cross, but side foot volley, first time cross yesterday was was probably the highlight for him. But yeah, plenty of um, pace, acceleration. Um, does the hard work as well. So I was really impressed with with Lee. Um, Wolfenden, um, 
quote Sean, who we were there with yesterday, could have had a smoking jacket on. He was so calm. There was a couple of moments in the first half, maybe one in the second, where he had to dash back to cover a ball over the top. And, you know, Wolfen, and he's kind of very languid and calm and relaxed in his demeanour. Um, but when he wants to, he puts the afterburners on and, and yeah. no one, nothing was getting past him. And Mitty, you know, balls over the top where it's a straight race, but he was still winning those pretty comfortably. Now, whether he'll be able to do that again, you know, against a, L- a Ladapo, for example, or a John Jules is another question. But Wolfram was utterly comfortable yesterday and so reassuring, I think, for the rest of that back line. Evans um, is obviously getting back to fitness. He very just calm sitting, kind of quarterback style, kind of pinging long cross field diagonals, very calm, getting in and breaking up play when he could as well. But yeah, Vincent Young stuck out as well, got forward a lot more. Uh, I think he's a good, good pre season, Vincent Young, doesn't he? You know, I, I did kind of think at the end of last season, I wouldn't be that surprised if he moved on because he kind mm. of, you know, struggled to find his way back. But he got good reviews after the West Ham game, and it sounds like he had another good game yesterday. So, God, if we could get him back to the. 2019. Where did you play him? We all knew then. Well, Where yeah, does he fit him? Yeah, that's the other question, isn't it? But yeah, what a what a weapon that could potentially be at our disposal. Like the Indeed. proverbial new signing cliche. There tip. you go. We'll how did um, how did Morsey do? He's listening to just run yeah. the game. Yeah. So I was going to I was going to finish on Morsey. His usual stuff. There's not there's the, the word friendly is not in Sam Morsey's vocabulary. There's a few. Awkward moments in the second half where he took exception, I think, to some come, some rough attention from his opposite number in the Wimbledon team. But a, a lot more, well, it's the continuation of him being much more of a, an attacking central midfielder. You know, he obviously can do the stuff we know about breaking up play, getting stuck in. But two goals for him yesterday. One, the first goal, you know, he's got forward and hit a, you know, a low trickling volley past the keeper. That's what we need we've been missing you know we've relied on forwards to score the goals the midfield haven't provided much well morsey has got two and yeah. mostly the, the second one is a bit um you know opportunist the keeper's just pinged it out to him about 40 yards out and he's just returned it to, from where it came and chipped the keeper you know great goal it shows what confidence he's got as an attacking force now but just an all-round quality display from Morsey yesterday yeah. you couldn't come you couldn't help but come away from that game and feel really positive about the way we're doing things and the rea- the discussion we had amongst the guys that I was sat with yesterday Seb is you know you just rewind the year you know the recruitment was probably part way through we had Paul Cook who is just so rigid in his systems you know 4231 by hook or by crook and now we were saying yesterday you know um Paul Westlake mentioned it one loanee so far one loanee yeah. Yeah. Now, when have we ever been able to say we've got a squad with such depth and quality in depth and only one of them is a loney and that's an Arsenal loney as well. Yeah. But the system doesn't matter, Seb. I think that's the, you know, the passing triangles, you know, Harry from Bath's trademark covalent bonds. You could just see that yesterday. There was utter confidence, utter, yeah, utter confidence in the players around each other. You know, I know where to be. I know where to make r- my runs off the ball. It felt like chalk and cheese from last season, which was just chaotic for lots of reasons. But tactically, you know, Ben's pattern of play comment that we've been talking about for a good few years, even under Lambert, yeah. you know, McKenna and his team seem to have got it sussed. 
Don't nailed it. Am I, yeah. am I building up the expectation too much? Probably. I mean, when we, when we finish ninth this season, we're going to be really disappointed looking back at this, aren't hey, we? Hey, man, no, that's I'm, an improvement. I'm, yeah, true, actually, yeah. No, I, I agree with you. You know, it doesn't matter who who plays, what the formation is. We know what we're going to be seeing from this side, and it's really, really exciting, isn't it? And, you know, I know we don't want to get... We've, this is our fourth year at this level, and I think the previous three summers, we've been excited about, you know, what, what what's potentially going to happen. But this time, it does feel very different given the personnel we have in charge of the football club at the moment, you know, and, and, and please God, hopefully this might finally be the, uh, might finally be the year. And Adam mentions with the budget squad, backroom playing style, he's sort of saying, setting the target is promotion. Um, are we in no excuses territory to borrow his words? I think it depends how you finish the season, I think, doesn't it? You know, if you finish in the playoff final and you lose to a dodgy decision, that's very different to finishing seventh, for example, and not, and not touching the playoffs. You know, there, there, there would be a scenario this year where we don't go up and potentially, you know, it could, whilst it wouldn't be a positive, it might be understandable and you might be kind of thinking that, you know, okay, we need to do this for next year. If, I think the, the comments from Mark Steed uh, is probably quite clear. You know, there, there certainly is pressure at the upper echelons that, you know, you had your year last year of, of you know, building, etc. It's your man now. It's Kieran McKenna in the hot seat. He's your appointment. Um, you've been backed. Christ, I mean, the, the, you know, the, the backing that we've had is, is phenomenal. All the extra stuff on the stadium with the infrastructure and all the departments at the club, I, we're, whilst we're probably not in, you know, must win, must go up territory because of the way the season could go, they'll be up under no illusions. The, the expectations all around Portman Road will be promotion this year. Yeah. It's, in terms of bits and pieces, we'll, f- we'll finish off the pod by looking ahead to the, to the week ahead. Um, we can very, I'll talk about the ITFC women's game as well. I've seen a good number of the crowd remain for that one. That was their first preseason game, but still, nevertheless, a victory for them, which would have given some confidence, a little bit of um, experiment experimentation from Joshi and obviously Paige Peak's departure, Eva Hubbard we know about as well, Lindsay Cooper, a few players have left during the summer. Um, so Bonnie Horwood um, and Maria Boswell, experimental centre-backs there, um, trying to make that position, I guess, their own. That was obviously showed to be new positions for them. They'll, they'll take some time to get used to that. But otherwise, a really a, a good um, good, yeah, good start to pre-season, I guess, for them. Their season starts um, mid to late August, so plenty of time for them to get up to speed. I wouldn't say as dominant as the men's team, and, and obviously, I think both teams struggled a little bit um, in the in the heat and temperature and the, the the quality of the surface meant that you know unlike Felix though where you get a few bubbles and the ball certainly slows down slick surface watered surface was possibly new for our our team not to to put too much disparagement on our friends at Felix Town Walton but two really nicely taken goals particularly the first one good work from Lucy O'Brien we haven't mentioned that we've continued our sponsorship of Abby Lafayette and Lucy O'Brien with support of um, our friends of Blue Monday again um, some new faces there. Um, so thank you everyone who's got involved in that and supporting that. I'm really proud to continue that support of ITFC women. And yeah, Lucy involved had a showed some really excellent touches, both footed player. We know she's a, an attacking force and really creative, and it was good to see her start to get her preseason season up and running. And hopefully, you know, she'll be a regular starter. Um, but she was involved in um, playing in Anna Gray, who crossed in, and Zoe Barrett finished at the near post pretty comfortably. And then Maddie Biggs came on second half and chased down, created a mistake, hyped the pitch. And punished the keeper with a really, really excellent finish. I kind of thought, oh, she's taken it too far wide and slotted it unerringly into the side of the net. So um, that was a really good see in front of the 
the traveling support as well. Really serious injury for a Wimbledon player. It's kind of a 15, 20 minute stoppage. We never see, um, we don't know the Wimbledon players didn't have squad number numbers on the back of their shirts and their PA system at Wimbledon is just as good as ours. So we didn't really know who that was, but we wish them all the very best. It looked very serious to back kind of back injury. So, um, yeah, hopefully that's not too serious, but ITFC women's season up and running and, and great that, the club would kind of do that you know one one club is the kind of the motto yeah. for yesterday and it, and it really really was that and great that hopefully some people who've never seen the team before um chose to stick around and, and enjoy that one come back and uh, there's another friendly against cambridge next sunday at the agl arena i think it's now called or acl i don't think it's acl because that'd be anterior cruciate ligament wouldn't it um so AGL Arena at Felix Stowe. I don't know what the prices are, but we'll retweet about that. But do go, do go down and give the women your support this season. We obviously backing them through the sponsorship, so very proud of that. And um, yeah, a good day all round. Five nil aggregate win for ITFC's men's and women's team. Seb, tell us about how much you love our Telegram group. <laughs> it's it's great. It's really like I said earlier. I don't kind of have to go on Twitter as much anymore for you know conversation and 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 news and stuff because it's all in Telegram, which has a much nicer clientele of people. Is it fair to say? You know, it's a really good service. As soon as that tweet from what the admin Twitter? club, uh, yeah. As soon as the uh, tweet from admin went out on on Friday night with the signing, you know, everyone's jumping on there, and we're up to what sixty, sixty two members at the moment or so. And there's always people online. You know, you wake up and people have had a chat throughout the evening. And the match day group is brilliant. That's probably my favourite one on a match day because it really builds that excitement, and you're seeing other people's rituals and where they're going to, and you know, other people's perspectives and stuff. And it's a really great little community that we're trying to build. The, the, the first two weeks is on us, like you always say, you know, you won't lose out by giving it a trial. And what's great to see is after the two weeks is up, loads and loads of people have stuck with it. And it's, you know, something that we're looking to grow and grow. And it's a, it's a really good place for some mature football conversation we have what six seven groups in there there's this one about cricket and golf which i tend to mute um but the, there's a general football one regarding all things football and stuff there's the itfc one there's the itc women one itfc academy with joe's great insight and stuff and uh, as i said earlier the, the match day one so give it a try come and join us you won't lose anything it's two weeks free on us after that it's a subscription service if you want to if you want to stay with it um but i'd encourage you to do so because the the, the quality of the conversation and the uh the general atmosphere in it is superb yeah, here, here. I can't really add any more to that apart from the, the two weeks on up doesn't even require a credit card. So yeah. you know, it's not like you're giving your details and suddenly on the two weeks we're going to grab your money if you forget about it. You know, and it's it's no not a lot either to pay. You know, you, we're not you know you're not paying a fortune for this service. It's, it's certainly not a an expensive service. You know, the the the, the price for the 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 the, the well being and the you know the, the the atmosphere and stuff in there is is well worth it. So we hope don't think don't yeah don't think suddenly after two weeks it's going to start charging you fifty quid a month or something because it's you know it's no, nothing like that it's a, a really good little community that's that's well worth it and come and join us and hopefully if the season goes as we hope it all will do the uh, excitement and chat on there will build and build yeah it's about the cost of a pint so yeah you know there you go a pint a month in in your in your budgeting so a pint down um, south it's three pints up north there you go <laughs> good point so um yeah, do join us on there. As always, in terms of bits and pieces of information, we are still in pre-season mode as well. Um, we're getting up to speed on stuff. We've got plans for the flagship show. Um, Seb and I are going to rejig the pre-match show. We've got, we're planning a show next week, actually. We, we've, we've had some debate about the strength of the league. So Seb and I are going to try and do that. And then I think we're going to predict 
one to 24, aren't we, Seb? I've changed and, mine twice already based on signings go. over the Some weekend. signings have made the difference it's, it's, Yeah, it's, it's like your fantasy football team. You have to keep changing it and tweaking it. And talking of fantasy, Premier, fantasy teams, Fantasy Premier League back is back. The Blue Monday Podcast League has been refreshed. Um, the code to join if you are on the podcast is W-D-Y-I-Q-W. Whiskey Delta Yankee Indigo Quebec Whiskey. For those of you who are fans of the bill, and we'll obviously tweet that link out as well, and you can join that. So get involved. Um, congratulations to Bradley Dowson, who won our, I think he won our FIFA giveaway last season. He's won our um, FPL league last season. So we'll send him a, um, a voucher to redeem at the terrace and get himself an ITFC mug. So we'll we'll keep a prize for it. Um, I may be overcommitted or oversuggested this, the quality of that prize, but we'll do something for whoever finishes in first. But do get involved in that as well, and we will dip into that depending on how good Seb and I are doing in the next season's pre. I keep I keep changing my team. I found a way that you can get like four of the superstars, or is it five? Four or five of the superstars in your team. And the rest of it is dross. I'm talking players that probably won't feature. So I'm trying to work out if having five of the top players, you know, you're talking Salah, Kane, Haaland, Trent and Cancelo, is having those five going to be enough to get you across the line? So I'll, I'll, I'll make a final decision towards the start of the Premier League season, which way I'm going to do it. Yeah, I'm happy. With, I've learned my mistakes from last season, which was the opposite of that strategy. Kind of have quality decent quality in every position but don't have any superstars and then soon i realized i need harry kane you didn't have didn't any have enough... superstars you didn't have I... like a salah well, or a de bruyne i didn't have or... salah I, I think i had de bruyne right. but yeah i think salah is just an outlier because he's classified as a midfielder which is just stupid i mean he's right. also the top scoring fantasy premier league player yeah. for the last five years in a row i know i know but... i know i've learned my mistakes you can <laughs> you can be intelligent after the fact seb but you know yeah. what if i'd won it then what would you have said? I, I don't think you would have done without Salah, to be honest. <laughs> so it was, it was last year was my foundation year, my Paul Cook slash Kieran McKenna season. This season's my McKenna season. That's what I'm saying. So um, do you get involved in FPL. Yeah, clip bloody hell. Yeah, I've just screwed over both me or Kieran McKenna. Come out badly <laughs> off that quote, I don't think. But yeah, let me repeat, repeat the codes. W D Y I Q W. We'll tweet it as well. Uh, so do get involved in the FPL. Um, Bants over there on Fancy Premier League, and we'll give a prize to the winner, as we say. Seb, looking ahead to the week to come, we've mentioned ITFC Women's friendly against Cambridge on Sunday at Felixstowe. Uh, we don't have any midweek fixtures. Um, we might do a midweek QA if there's any transfer business that feels like that's maybe quieting down a little bit. So, all eyes on Millwall next week. Yeah, Millwall on Saturday and then the final one against Southend on the on the Tuesday night. So I, I guess we'll start to see again now, you know, more and more players getting 90 minutes. We we won't see the raft of changes at halftime or, or kind of 60 minutes. They'll be looking to properly get some fitness into the legs. And I, and I guess we've already spoken about will he show his hand? I'm not sure there is a hand to show. I guess we'll know we'll know the core, you know, the the seven to eight people that will will, will start will probably feature a start against Bolton. Um and the rest of it again is about, you know, building fitness, building patterns of play, building understandings, hopefully a decent performance at Millwall. It'd be nice to see Bart again. Uh decent performance at Millwall and and some confidence and then batter south end and then before we know it it's it's all going to start again season number Ooh, quiz as we whatever said, it is for me th- season 30 30 20 season 29 or 30 for me i think it is and you're I'm feeling yeah. pretty confident about and you've got your season ticket but do you want to um do you want to do a confession now for everyone watching or listening about bolton 
I'm not here. Yeah, I really messed up. So I booked a holiday um, without with. I just forgot that the season would possibly start in in June. I mean, when is this, the season's never started in July before? Has well, it? cut, mate. Well, cut. Yeah, but I didn't think I didn't think that would affect us. I thought we'd be the. I, I booked it. Well, I, booked, right. I, actually, I took football into consideration. I didn't check anything, but I looked at it and thought, right. Well, I'm back on Tuesday, the second of August. Fine. I won't be jet lagged and tired by the weekend for the first game of the season, and I'll head off to wherever we're playing or come down to Portman Road or whatever. But yeah, I've really, really messed that one up. So uh, yeah, so I'm missing the Bolton game. I've, I've got, I think, a six or five hour time difference. So I'll be watching it on a beach somewhere. Hopefully, the Wi-Fi will will hold up. So it's not all bad. But yeah, annoyingly, I'm uh, I'm not going to be there for that one. Whoops. So if you see Seven Forest Green, you'll know how to chastise him. There you go. That's word of the day. Um, but you can also follow along on the um, match day telegram group as well so plenty that's what different, i'll be doing yeah sources of information yeah seb thank you so much for that i really enjoyed that i hope everyone else has if you did enjoy it if even if you did enjoy it <laughs> pop us a like make sure you subscribe as well it only helps boost the channel and get us up the algorithms as well and um, plenty of content if you haven't seen it already um from earlier in the season uh, earlier in the summer um two parts with chris Gum, really excellent not too many people have spotted the second one um some really interesting insights from the marcus evans era very much um, so yeah some perspectives on certain individuals which people might find interesting um some insights into managing jack Grealish and Callum mcgregor when he was at Notts county um and the challenges the different logistical challenges he's got as being head coach at the british virgin islands and obviously the first part which majors on his time as a player with ipswich as well definitely recommend that and a chat with joe sheehan as well ahead of the new season for itfc women um really um, grateful for joe for speaking to us as always and some really great insights and good perspectives there so um we'll link one in the kind of top right hand corner probably uh the the Chris Kiwamia part two. Um, but do check out everything on our YouTube channel. And as always, as we mentioned before, Blue Monday ITFC.co.uk for everything else you need for things Blue Monday. And as the season gets up and running, our content will become a little bit more reliable. And then we'll be looking forward to um, bringing back the pre match show, Seb. But you're obviously going to miss, miss it. First yeah sorry yeah yeah dropped a clanger there well we'll do that we'll we'll record this week won't we we'll record the hour we'll do our league preview so that, yeah we'll do the league preview one this week and then you'll have to get somebody else to come in and do the bolton game and then after that normal service will be resumed however can i replace you etc etc <laughs> thank you for your time and your insights thank you again everyone for watching um seb do you want a final word or shall i would just say bye bye you can just say bye-bye. We'll save the final word for when the stuff really starts to matter. That's the real quiz. For the third time I've said the real quiz today, I'm just spanking that office quite as best I can. Spanking, that's the word to leave everyone on. Have a nice week, everyone. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. 
Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.